0: Hello, this is Marissa Schaefer from DanceWell Podcast, and I'm excited to introduce you to Megan berlin Nico today, who is joining me on the phone from New Mexico. Welcome, Megan. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for joining me. Megan and I serendipitously met on social media of all places. She left a brief message, Mm -hmm. yep, on one of my blog posts. With a link to her website and a remark that we had shared interests. So I took a look at her website, Progressing Ballet Technique US, and thought, you're right. So I'm very pleased to have you here today, Megan, to tell us a little bit about PBT, which is Progressing Ballet Technique US. Um, but before we delve into the topic, I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you. Great. Great, so here we go. So, Megan Nico started dancing shortly after she started walking, which is about two and a half years old, if I remember correctly. Um, As a young dancer, Megan trained at Marin Ballet and Nutmeg Conservatory. She went on to dance with a performer's ballet and jazz company, the New Mexico Ballet Company, and Ballet Theater of New Mexico. Besides being a dancer, Megan has had a very full teaching career. She has also taught at numerous dance studios in New Mexico and is a qualified licensed member of the Chiquetti Council Council of America. She holds her teacher's certification for grades 1 through intermediate, as well as her student certifications. In 2014, Megan traveled to Australia to train with Progressing Ballet Techniques founder, Marie Walton Mann, and is currently the owner and director of PBTUS. She has traveled and trained many teachers around the United States and Canada on the PBT US program and is an exterior provider provider for the Royal Academy of Dance USA. Megan is passionate about teaching dancers how to train safely along with emphasizing the love and dedication to the art. Wow. <laughs> Happy to have <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so without further ado, let's, let's jump right in. Um, sure. So. In a few words, can you just start by telling us what PBT is and what it aims to do?
1: Yeah, so progressing ballet technique was basically developed with the ballet dancer in mind. Um, Pilates is a really great program for dancers. However, sometimes um, the expense of using a Pilates machine, or even private lessons with Pilates, can have um, a little bit of toll on a dancer. So the founder actually started putting together some thoughts about, okay, how can we take some of the Pilates exercises and use a fit ball to enhance the dancer's training? Not only enhance it, but, but make it safe. So um, the program again is designed for a dancer, um, also to develop muscle memory. Um, so it's it's just a, an incredible program that a dancer can use not only you know in a studio, but um, at home on their own as well. So it's it's just an amazing program.
0: So it's it's I'm hearing it's portable, it's low cost, it's for it's for a ballet dancer. Yes, but um, actually, I've used it on several
1: athletes, so um, and, and adults as well. So it it's not yes, it is created for a dancer or with the dancer in mind, mm-hmm. but the exercises have been able to be pulled out and help also. You know, work with an athlete or even rehabilitate an athlete, whether it has to do with their, you know, um, a torn muscle in their upper thigh or, you know, their knees. Or even if a dancer, for example, has maybe some problems with their foot and they're in a boot, um, they don't have to just stop dancing. They could do exercises on the ball to help keep the body going. So we use it for so many different things.
0: So just kind of uh, going off of some things that you said, you know, you talked about uh, PBT being created with the ballet dancer in mind and people can do it even if they're not ballet dancers. Like how how is the movement specifically for dancers? Is it is it kind of based off of technique or?
1: Um, Actually, the exercises that are developed for the dancer would actually be that we would use um, in dance class. So, for example, uh, we use port bras which is the carriage of the arms. Um, we would stay in the core. We would posture and at the same time having a little bit of challenge by sitting on top of the ball and moving the arms. And then we get into a little bit more movement um, down the road in the later program to say, you know, degage the foot off of the floor while still maintaining stability with the supporting leg. Um, And when we get into the more advanced program, we are doing adagios, which are slow controlled movements, and the ball is a tool to help not only stabilize our supporting leg and, of course, challenge our core, but to keep, say, the pelvis really square, um, you know, to the direction that we're facing. So we do a lot of movement, not just control movements, but we do um, a lot of jumps Mm -hmm. um, that we use on top of the ball that are actually good for training young dancers on how to do those exercises before ever coming out into the center and doing it on the
0: floor. Fair. So you're kind of introducing it in like a controlled environment, so to speak. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent. So um, kind of two follow-up questions. You keep talking about the stability ball. Are there other tools that you use um, in PBT? When doing the technique yes absolutely I've actually
1: expanded the program um, for my workshops here in America um, because I actually work with several physical therapists as well and so I I really like to say if, if this isn't working um, how can I incorporate you know something as maybe a cross training for the dancer so on top of using the stability ball I use foam rollers long foam rollers mm-hmm. um, I have small fusion balls, which are kind of like a, I mean, for, for people who are listening, it's kind of like a ballet booty ball, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of squishy, but it can get expanded as well, but they're just smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I also use um, bands, uh, longer TheraBands. Not only do we do exercises with the feet and the fit ball at the same time, but we use the bands to wrap around their rib cage and then their arms so that they have resistance mm-hmm. um, for their for their port bras um, Let's see here, we also use... Um, I, I like to incorporate spiky balls, which are kind of like the fusion ball, but it gives kind of that sensory integration to the younger students who who may have been coming from school, sitting all day at a desk, and they just are squirming, or they just need something to kind of trigger their muscles and fascia to start waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, so We also use a bracket ball for fascial release Mm -hmm. um, at the very beginning of my classes, um, and we use that under the foot, Mm -hmm. so that um, because your foot is where you have the reflex points, and then it goes all the way through your body. So we stretch the foot out first in my PBT classes Mm -hmm. um, to loosen everything up, and then we go into a warm up. So those are those are basically the only tools that I use in the program.
0: Um, I think you explained the function of all the tools. I just wanted to go back to the foam roller. Are you also using that for kind of um, myofascial release, or are you also using that for balance, or how are you integrating We do,
1: We do use it for both. So, um, you know, if the kiddos are, again, coming from school and they've been sitting for six hours in a desk, sometimes, especially if they've had rehearsals, we will use the foam rollers for fascia release, whether it's... On their TFLs or their glutes or their hamstrings, or even just um, using it to stretch out—how uh, I pronounce it—is it teres major. I know some people pronounce things differently, but mm-hmm. it's you know underneath the, the shoulder where they need a little bit of stretching going on. Obviously, the upper back we stretch out the neck, but then we actually use the foam roller um, in the PBT program to also trigger the transversus abdominis muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that one is really important. But we also use it. For stabilization and, and working on our arabesques, so I have
0: several things that we use the foam roller for. Awesome! Um, for those of you who are tuning in who do not know what a transverse abdominis is, it's it's kind of like your um, your core muscle that wraps around like a corset. So it's really big for stability. I don't know if right. you, do you explain it in another way.
1: I do. I like to um, you know talk about how we we have to work our rectus abdominis, which is the muscles that like people like to say, are the 12-pack, the outside muscles. Mm -hmm. And then I shorten it as TVAs to finding those really deep internal muscles that are under those abdominals and definitely down in the, um, you know, the triangle um, area of of their lower pelvis, Mm -hmm. their lower stomach. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I explain it with my kids, and we really focus on those muscles, especially when we put them on the fit ball because when they transfer from the sit ball going to the bar and doing their exercises at the bar, those are the muscles that we wanna trigger and activate um, as we're working at the bar in the center.
0: Absolutely, that leads me perfectly into my next question. Um, it sounds like you're using like the big exercise or physio ball and the foam roller to kind of get at this, um, but how do the PBT exercises specifically teach core um, and pelvic stability?
1: Uh, such a great question. Um, it really forces you to engage those muscles because if you're not engaging them, that ball will either slip out from underneath you if you're sitting on top of it or if you're laying down and you're squeezing it between your legs, then it'll slip out if you're not using your core correctly because mm-hmm. um, typically we pick our pelvis up off the ball when we're laying down on the floor, um, so it actually forces the dancers to use those muscles and um, uh, let's see here. Um, and the, the ball is a, a tool. So mm-hmm. it starts to move back and forth. And if they don't engage those muscles, they're going to have a lot of movement and wiggle wiggles going on right. with the ball.
0: Right. And that helps you, too, I'm sure. i be like, I see you. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any wiggles. Nope, nope. Um, I, for, for those of you who are listening, we'll give you the website later and it'll be in the description, but, um, I suggest if you need a visual, there's some great videos on the PBT website, um, that kind of, um, show you what Megan is talking about a little better. Um, and speaking of your website, and you mentioned this earlier, um, you mentioned that PBT teaches dancers muscle memory. Can you expand on that and tell us what you mean by that?
1: Right. So, um, basically, muscle memory is where you're developing a muscle that is so consistent that you don't even really know that you're using it. Mm -hmm. So, I love to use this example for me, from my experience of using the program before I started with my students, Mm -hmm. that my dance teachers would always come to me and say, rotate from your hips. Okay, well, everybody's body is different. Mm -hmm. So, You have to be able as a dance teacher to know where that student's rotation comes from and how much they have and how much you have to control it. Mm -hmm. So with me having a lack of rotation and my teacher constantly saying, use your inner thighs, use your inner thighs, I would work so hard, but I could never trigger that adductor muscle. Mm -hmm. And so I I become what I love to call a quad baby Mm -hmm. using my quadriceps and overdeveloping them, Mm -hmm. which with my thinking and how I understand my body and how I like to help my students grow in rotation. Um, if you overuse your glutes, you're restricting the socket mm-hmm. for rotation, yes. which then unfortunately you can't use your adductor muscles. So so when you're triggering muscle memory and if you can't trigger that muscle, how do we get a dancer at a young age to say, oh, I don't know what you mean. I don't feel it. I think I'm using it, but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I laid down on the floor and I pulled the ball between my legs and really close to my pelvis and then I squeezed the ball, I always tell my kids, it's your best friend, give it a really big hug. So we mm-hmm. picked the pelvis up off the floor and squeezed and all of a sudden I was able to use my adductor muscle. I was 38 when I felt this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that
0: really okay, didn't can there. I go back? <laughs>
1: Yeah, can I go back in time and tell my teachers, remember you, when you used to tell me to use my inner thighs?
0: Well, I can it. use them now. Yes. <laughs> well, luckily now you can give the, da- the gift to your dancers. Yes, yes. Yes. That's great. And so,
1: again, that's that muscle memory. Once you start working on the ball and you're able to show that dancer with where their bodies kind of lie in the, the spectrum of anatomy and how to use their rotation as well as that correct muscle – That ball is that tool to help them trigger it, and then when they go out into, you know, the ballet bar or the center, they're able to go, oh, that's the muscle that I'm using. And if they aren't using it correctly, then what other muscle or other part of their body are they not doing correctly to trigger that muscle? So they're really able to learn at a young age what the anatomy
0: is. Mm -hmm. So to me then, it seems like it's a really integral cross-training tool for these dancers. Absolutely. Awesome. So with that in mind, how how would you ideally integrate um, PBT into a dance curriculum?
1: So, I, I, again, I like to use um, my experience mm-hmm. um, finding the program. Of course, I started with myself because if you don't understand how to feel the muscle and with the ball or any of the gear that we use in the class on yourself, I don't feel that you can kind of give that to your students, So. I always recommend that a teacher use it on themselves for a little while when they feel comfortable and understand what muscle groups they're supposed to be using. Then I suggest using it with a student, and that's exactly what I did. I chose one student that I did private lessons with. Mm -hmm. We worked the exercises, and then all of a sudden, people started seeing her results and that she was growing so quickly as a dancer. That um, I opened two classes with the current studio that I that I teach for, mm-hmm. and those classes filled up very quickly. And so you now now that those classes are always so full, um, we said, "How can we put this into our curriculum? And what would be the best way to put it in our curriculum?" So with with having the knowledge of, the, of as the teacher and knowing how to incorporate it, we feel that. Doing a PBT class before a technique class is going to fire up and activate those muscles and be ready for the technique class so their technique class actually becomes um, much more efficient as after the PBT class. Mm-hmm. So um, I have this year coming, we have five PBT classes. I started off wow. with two wow. <laughs> back in 2014. Mm-hmm. I now have five classes uh, with the conservatory that I teach for and... Um, they have an hour of a PBT class before going into their technique class, so it's it's kind of like a cross training for them. Yeah. Um. In sense that the that they are do val, doing ballet steps on top of the ball, but not necessarily all exercises are ballet. Right. So, I really feel that you can take um, some, especially yoga um, exercises, on top of the ball. For instance, in our advanced program, we. We roll out on the ball, we do a plank, like a tricep, we go to a plank and then we do a tricep curl and then we do a prone tuck and then we go into a pike. Well, how do you incorporate dance into that? Well, yes, it is for the core, it is the strength in the upper body, but then we add in a lift of a leg in an exterior rotated position, which we call arabesque, Mm -hmm. and we start using arabesque in that. Uh, part of the exercise. So we try to make some of it when we have dance, the dancers in class, but not just someone who is, you know, um, maybe an athlete or an adult wanting to have just a really good workout, um, trying to put something that would pertain to dance in the exercise. But it's not, all, it's not necessarily always oh, yes. a dance exercise.
0: Right, right. My, my next question, I feel like you've answered this in so many ways, but what do you think is PBT's greatest strength?
1: Oh, geez, Um, it has so many, Um, I think, again, looking at the aspect of, um, because I work with PTs, and they, uh, in fact, I just had a PT in my uh, workshop that I just came from, Colorado Springs, Mm -hmm. and I asked her many questions, like, as a PT, with what you've learned, how can you not only help a dancer, but how can you help another athlete be able to strengthen their core and their stability? you know, for for whatever uh, sport that they're doing. And she was just, there were so many things that she could have pulled from it. So I think that's probably the strongest point is that it's not just for ballet dancers, Mm -hmm. that it is for, to be open to all athletes. But then again, for a dancer's point of view, that biggest strength is that we can train a young dancer very early on to know what muscles should be used and to do it in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest strength of it.
0: That's huge. That is huge. Um, it's huge. That's- it can completely change a dancer's career, honestly. Mm-hmm. If I would have had this growing up,
1: I worked so hard. I went as professional as I could here in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, if I would have had this program, I really believe that I could have gone a much deeper um, career with having the program. Obviously, I'm sure God had, you know, something different down my path, but this program, I think, could have just changed my whole aspect on getting to
0: where I wanted to be as, as a dancer. Yeah, it absolutely sounds like that, which actually brings me to my next question. What is, what are some of the biggest changes you've noticed in your dancers from the time before you brought PBT to the time after you brought PBT to your students? posture (laughs) posture ah a good one (laughs) posture it is so funny
1: to see how not just a dancer but anybody's posture you can walk down the street and go oh that that person there they might have had a really bad day Mm -hmm. or maybe they're having indigestion problems just by the way that they're standing Mm -hmm. Um, two years ago I had um, a lady um, come to one of our performances and she she pulled me aside and she goes I've never seen the dancer stand so tall before. Mm-hmm. I mean, just lifting up out of the ball because you can see when they're slouching, and that ball they can't just sit down into the ball. They have to pull up out of it, otherwise, otherwise their core isn't being worked, and then they're just rolling all over the place. So, definitely posture has been a huge thing. My second one that i you know, I would have to say would be rotation. Mm-hmm. The rotation is huge. There are so many dancers who, one, may have a lack of rotation, but don't really understand how to activate a muscle to make their, their rotation more than what it actually is. And I just have to tell this quick little story because mm-hmm. um, I, I was training with Lisa Howell, who is a physiotherapist from Australia, mm-hmm. um, and I trained with her after I trained with a founder from, from PBT, and her work just really complements everything that we're doing with uh, the Progressive Ballet Technique Program. But I came back from her training and my dear friend who owns Magnify Dance Center, um, I asked her, I said, do you know where your deep rotators are? Mm-hmm. And she, just, she goes, well, yeah, don't you? And I said, well, honestly, no. Do you mind <laughs> if I feel your booty? And she, she that this whole entire perspective changed how she was teaching mm-hmm. because she just figured that every dancer knew where those muscles were. So usually... After I do a quick warm-up in my PT, PBT classes, that's usually the number one thing I give them before we actually go up on the ball is working with three different progressions that I have in my in my program mm-hmm. to help the dancer know what muscles actually activate how the, the rotation works in the socket. So it, it's it's been amazing to see just the little things, not just for me, but every other teacher go, oh, that aha moment of... That's what it's supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's also a huge aspect of the the program and how it benefits a dancer. Because most athletes, I don't feel that they're always, you know, walking like a duck and using their turnout. Everything mostly is parallel. So it's very intricate for a dancer.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think posture and, and definitely when you're talking about rotation, you're talking about turnout. I'm, I'm assuming yes um i mean so yes. th- that's that's kind of like some of your abcs of being a ballerina or being a dancer um absolutely a lot of stuff comes from there megan thank you that kind of wraps up our conversation for today i'm really happy that you made some time and join me on this little podcast well thank you so much for having me i appreciate it of course uh if any of you who are listening want to learn more about pbt us i highly encourage you to visit the website which is pbtus.com there are some awesome videos to watch and there's some information on upcoming events if you go to the events page and you find you can't come to an up and coming workshop megan has informed me that you can go ahead and contact her for a one-on-one session you can find her email and all of her social media accounts on the website all the information is there and right um on the first page I believe, you can't miss it. Uh, So I highly encourage you all to go check it out and I just wanna thank you one more time for being here. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, I appreciate it too. Of course, all right, take care. On behalf of Ellie and myself, I, Marissa Schaefer, want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dance Well Podcast. Like what you hear? Go to iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, and search DanceWell, that's one word, DanceWell Podcast, and subscribe. We will be releasing bi-monthly episodes with an emphasis on exploring 360 degrees of health and wellness for dancers. Have questions or want to get in touch? Email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.